Have you ever had the opportunity to work with an introvert? Are you considered an introvert yourself? Well, you may notice that you have a couple of secret powers, something that you can really hold on to and influence the world. I'm only partially joking, but let's go ahead and jump into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to GovGeeks Assemble. Level up your 9 to 5 on 95. I'm Javier, my charming and fantastic co-host and fellow GovGeek, Karen, unfortunately is unable to join us. I think she's doing some secret government missions and operations right now, sneaking about for the good of the government and freedom and democracy and all that great stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm happy to be with you here today. Uh, we get together every Thursday at six o'clock live Eastern to talk a little bit about how to get in and get ahead in government. So today's show, we are talking about introverts and really how having an aspect of introversion is fantastic. In fact, there is so much that we can learn about all of this. So brief background and information. Uh, I have my certification with the Myers-Briggs Institute. So I am often providing assessments and tests and everything for uh, the Myers-Briggs type indicator. And one of the areas includes a balance between introversion and extroversion. So in a very quick way of describing it, introversion is basically how we get our energy by focusing inwards. So this is a lot of uh, isolation. This is a lot of discussion, uh, really kind of thinking through uh, how aspects of the world around us are actually occurring. But it's really where you get your energy from. Uh, introverts typically aren't your individuals that are very outgoing, that are in front of the crowd, cheering people on, yelling, the center of attention, all of that fun stuff. Extroversion, these individuals get their energy by being around others by having conversations, by really delving deep into issues. They uh, oftentimes talk through problems, issues, or concerns to find solutions. Again, an introvert is gonna find some solutions with some deep thought and reflection. Uh, neither one is good and neither one is bad. And in fact, all of us have a little bit of both areas. It's just about how we are able to utilize what is what really works for us. So you could be an introvert with a little bit of an extroverted tendencies, or you can be an extrovert with some trained introvert aspects. Uh, it's funny because uh, if Karen was here, she would describe how she is a introvert who has trained herself to be extroverted. Uh, to give you a good example, um, her energy, she regains when she's able to sit back, read, reflect, watch some videos, kind of connect the dots in her mind on things. She very much thinks of things before she says something. So she's kind of working them out in her mind, but she psychs herself up. She gets ready, she prepares, and then she goes out and delivers speeches or uh, prepares for meetings or presentations and all of that. That is a trained skill. Uh, so too, can you learn to train yourself to use a lot of the powers and the prowess that comes with being an introvert? It's a fantastic thing. 
By the way, FYI, uh, Karen is a fantastic public speaker. She has been a nationally ranked public speaker when she was the uh, platform captain when we were in forensics or speech and debate when we were in college. Uh, yes, she's won uh, a number of awards for her script writing as well as her presentation. So she's pretty solid that way. And I feel like I can openly tell you all this because she's not here to kind of say stop and maybe slap me across the face. <laughs> Well, with all of that background said, let's dive into a little bit more of the specifics as to how and why introversion can be a powerful tool for you. We have at least four tips for you guys here today. So the first one is all about being a compassionate leader. Uh, so in researching and preparing for this, time and time again, we saw that introverted people tend to lean towards this idea about being a compassionate leader. So what does this mean? A compassionate leader means that there is a direct connection with other people, that there is a warmth and care about others. Now, it's interesting because an introvert, you would think, well, how is it that they're connecting to other people? I thought that an introvert only looks inward for themselves. Well, the fantastic thing is that introverts have a lot of empathy. They're able to really see what's going on with others, connect with that internally, and understand what the other person may be going through. Empathy, it's not sympathy. They're not feeling sorry for the other person, but they are feeling where the other person is coming from. So as a result of that, there is compassion that is built. Having conversations with another person about topics that are meaningful for them is extremely rewarding. Now, this isn't something that only a very introverted person can do the very most extroverted person can do the same thing as well. It's all about how do you understand how you can feel the other person's perspective or where they're coming from? What are their issues, concerns? Uh, what are the problems that they're experiencing? And then ask yourself, well, where have I felt something similar to this? Where has this issue come up for me as well? Then the next step is to ask, well, how did I feel about that? What were some of the issues or concerns that really impacted me? And where was I in my life when I was experiencing all of this? Then lastly, what are some of the ways that I use this as a way to address the issues or concerns? So if you can see the other person's perspective, have empathy to understand where they are in the moment, how they are feeling, you can develop compassion for where they are, and then really meet them at a sincere, genuine, and authentic level. And that's really what being a compassionate leader is all about. So it's, it's wonderful because you may think, well, you know, an introvert may not be able to connect well with others, but having that introspection to allow yourself to connect to the needs and concerns of other people allows an individual to be a compassionate leader. And again, I'm not painting with a really big, broad stroke. I'm just speaking in, in generalities because again, we all have a level of extroversion and we all have a level of introversion. Just like how Karen was training herself to be a great public speaker, you too can train yourself to be a compassionate leader as well by listening to the needs of others, having some empathy, and then honestly just meeting people where they are, not where you want them to be, not where they want themselves to be, but honestly, where they are. Be in the moment, make a genuine connection. That's a beautiful thing. The next tip is to think before you speak. 
introverts have a great way to really analyze subjects. Um, an extroverted person, you might say myself, <laughs> I am a pretty big extrovert, may want to have a discussion. They want to sit down and talk things through. Big picture, let's talk about all of the stuff or even projects. All right, let's talk about the specific issues. What's going on with this? How is this happening? What are your thoughts about that? How does this connect? That's very much an extroverted perspective. But having the opportunity to use a bit of uh, introspection, some of that introverted prowess, is to think before you speak. So a, an individual who leans towards introversion may take some time to think of something before they actually say anything. And that, my friends, can be a wonderful thing. I mean, how many times, extroverted or introverted, have you all said something and wish, ah, oh, why did I say that? Oh, that, that didn't come out the way I, I wanted it to. Or that sounded a whole lot better in my head before those words actually came out. It's okay. It, it happens to all of us. It happens to me a lot too. Um, but really thinking before you speak, try to connect the dots on uh, why you're saying what you need to say. And it's a simple thing. Um, think to yourself, okay, it, is what I have to share important? Is it something that is meaningful? Is it something that moves the conversation forward? Is it something that is going to uh, allow a deeper connection between me and the person that I'm speaking with? Give yourself the space to really begin thinking through how your words have an impact on others. Taking time to think through what you're going to say before you actually say it, oh man, that can make a world of a difference. Um, you know, it also works great in written forms of communication as well. This is text messages. These are emails. These are social media posts. Uh, if you get an email and a, a colleague, boss, supervisor, et cetera, is asking an immediate question rather than, bam, just firing off an answer. Well, what if you were thinking a little bit more thoroughly? Why are they asking this question? What are the needs, concerns, and issues that they're dealing with that moment? And then how can your response serve what you know their needs and issues are? Allowing yourself to think that through is a good thing. Uh, same thing on social media. Twitter, for instance. We have a lot of issues where people tweet something and they really shouldn't. They look back at that later on and go, oh my gosh, why did that happen? And sometimes some of those things can get away from you. It gets retweeted, it gets posted, it gets shared a whole lot, and it's not necessarily the best look. So being very thoughtful, considerate of others, uh, allows you to really make sure that what you say is meaningful. You're not just speaking in order to speak, to create sounds and communicate whatever it is that you're concerned about to others, but rather what other people are concerned about as well. That is a deeper connection. And again, this is something that uh, introverts tend to do really well. And that's a great skill that all of us can really foster to make even better for ourselves. Another area is to build quality relationships, make quality friends. This is one of the most important things. You know, it's interesting because introverts tend to get their energy again by having a type of solitude. It's just like Superman. Superman has the fortress of solitude. He's able to fly to a very remote region where very few people can get and have some solitude. 
solitude vivifies and isolation kills. The idea that you're able to select how you're going to find solace in something or where you're going to find solitude to rest, energize, recharge is super important. So when an introvert wants to spend time with an individual, they're really developing a meaningful relationship. There's a sincere connection that's there. So if you have uh, introverted colleagues and friends and they are spending the time with you out of their own decisions and free will, they are really investing in that relationship. And think about that for a moment, investing in the relationship. So often we go through our days, our nine to five rituals with work, emails, phone calls, we're working on projects. We have some connections with people, but really how many of those deeper relationships are there? Think about the people that uh, go uh, or have their retirements, for instance. People don't show up to them uh, and say, hey, man, I really appreciate that thing you did for me 15 years ago when you faxed over uh, an application or you processed whatever. No, they, they remember the relationships. They're like, oh, man, remember all of the nights that we were working together and you know, we talked about these different things. We built these conversations in this relationship. That's really meaningful. And really, it's just all about investing in our relationships. Uh, introverts have a great way of making sure that they invest the time in a way that is meaningful for them and is a big connection for them and others as well. Uh, doing this is, is a wonderful, wonderful thing. Uh, the other thing that's great, honestly, is an individual who, again, tends to be more introverted, has a great way of doing that think before they speak concept. So they are making a deeper connection with another person. And that is how great relationships are formed. That is how meaningful discussions are made. And that's just honestly a wonderful thing. Imagine how great the world would be if more people took the time to develop meaningful, considerate, and compassionate relationships with others rather than just rushing through the day. I think the world would be a much better place. Okay, the fourth and the final one is to develop and build thoughtful networks. So what is it that we're saying when we say thoughtful networks? It's basically how you are making quality connections within your network. Here at the GovGeeks, we've talked about networking, relationship building, resume writing, interviews, all of that sort of stuff. And at the key of everything is how well we're able to develop relationships and quality partnerships with the individuals that are around us. So a thoughtful networker is going to understand and have that degree of empathy to provide issues, concerns, products, uh, timelines, deliverables, etc., that are meaningful for other people. I'll give you a great example. If an introvert has a great networking conversation with the person, they're listening, they're at, they are using active listening to understand the needs of the other person. So then later on, as that networker is going about their day, doing their research, and they come across something that is of extreme value for the other person, when they share that with them, it is a thoughtful network. It's a thoughtful networking connection that adds so much value to that person. Because if that other person that they're networking with is spending hours thinking about something, ruminating on something, or having a lot of goals or ambitions for how they're going to go about accomplishing something great or something big, but they just don't know how. 
they don't know where to go to do all of this. They're just really searching for something. That is something that they really value because they're holding on to that. A thoughtful networker providing insight on that deep-seated concern or issue is going to be like revolutionary for them because they took the time to thoroughly understand where that other person was coming from and then took the initiative to provide them with such a great and powerful piece of information or a resource or a referral that helps them to solve their deepest issues or concerns. That's powerful. That's, that's very big. It's not just saying, all right, well, I found this one thing. I'm going to just blast it out to everyone that I know in my network, just do a, a massive email for everyone. And it could be helpful to provide information for the general public, but what is really meaningful are the things that happen for us. The other thing about being a thoughtful networker is again, this direct one-on-one -on -one connection. It's not about having something that is canned and prepared for everyone, but something that's specialized. Think about the types of relationships that you have. Perhaps if you've ever received a thank you card, a happy birthday message, or something that was so tailored for you where you really felt a connection, you really appreciated how much the other person cared to either do that act, send that message, connect with another person. Those are just really meaningful things. And those are the things that I think people really remember years from now. Uh, and again, it goes back to the Maya Angelou quotation that people won't know how much you know or they won't care, but they will care about how you've made them feel. And that is just the wonderful thing about using the quality aspects that come along with introversion in a way that is meaningful for others. So that's it. We had four great strategies on how you can leverage some solid introverted uh, characteristics in your life. Again, you can do this if you are a solid extrovert, or you can do this if you're a solid introvert as well. So let's review the top four things again. First, uh, being a compassionate leader, having that degree of empathy to understand the needs, issues, and concerns of others, to connect with experiences that you've had, and allow yourself to understand how you can best be of value and service to the person that you're working with. That is definitely compassionate leadership. The next is to think before you speak. Uh, this idea of kind of making sure that your thoughts are connected well enough to what you're trying to get across before you just blurt out whatever the answer is, it's something that I think is more meaningful. It, it allows a lot more of a connection and compassion. And we also talked a bit about how that prevents a whole lot of problems from happening. The third is to make quality friends. I mentioned just a little while ago again about the importance of empathy, but making quality friends means that you have enough invested in creating a solid relationship. That is a quality friendship. It's not just a passing occurrence that you have a chance to work with someone, a colleague, someone maybe that you used to work with, but honestly, it's something about a quality, quality friendship. Invest in other people. That is one of the best things that you can do. And the last thing is to be a thoughtful networker. Think about what the other person truly needs. 
take the time to understand their perspective and where they're coming from, and then use your network as a way to help provide them with something. So this could be someone that you've met for coffee for the first time, or you met them at a conference and you're following up and you're having some conversations on things, and you're providing them later on with something that is just truly meaningful, something that allows them to really move themselves forward, either their professional lives, their personal lives, their careers, all of that sort of stuff. That's developing a great and solid network. So that later on, uh, again, we, we did a great nine part series on networking. Later on, when you have a chance to reconnect with the person for whatever the reason, they're going to remember that you have a sincere connection. And it's not just like, oh, this person is out there just trying to manipulate me. Uh, they just want to get um, another piece of information. They want to get my endorsement. They want me to recommend them for a job. They're using me. No, it, it's more about a partnership that has been established, this relationship. That's what being a thoughtful networker is all about. Good stuff, right? I mean, if you take the time and think through all these four different strategies and you think about the people that have really made a difference in your life and really made an impact, odds are the individuals that have really been there are the ones that are doing these types of strategies. So heck, you know it works. I know it works. So give it a shot. Go ahead and try it. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and move on. Uh, this is the part of the show where we take questions from the Gov Geekdom. So please feel free to come on out to thegovgeeks.com. You can submit a question in our uh, contact us page. Feel free also to sign up for the Gov Geekdom. You'll get access to a free resume writing course, including uh, free templates links and materials to help make you create a solid resume for your career in government. We're really excited about that. So we have two questions for you today. Um, the first one, can I tell if hiring managers are interested? Oh, and th this is such, this is such a, a great question. We have heard this one a couple of times in working with our clients. Uh, and also, honestly, we've experienced that in our lives as well. How do you know for sure that a person is actually going to be interested in hiring you? Um, say, for instance, you've had a pretty good uh, interview, but the interview didn't take that long. Are they interested? Or what if they're interviewing lots of candidates? Um, should you feel comfortable knowing that perhaps you are just one of the many people that are there? Um, should you feel that you know they're they're definitely gonna be the one to select you? <laughs> I mean, what is what is that there? Um, honestly, the bigger thing is that you just you honestly don't know, uh, and it's okay to be comfortable with that. It's about choosing how you want to show up in that moment that you have. So think about the hiring manager's perspective. We talked about empathy a little while ago. They can't say for sure during that interview, stop everything. You are definitely the person. You know, we have a crowd of people waiting outside to be interviewed, but we're just going to send them all home. We have found our champion. Odds are that's yeah, not really going to happen. I mean, think about the other candidates that are outside. I mean, how is that going to feel for them? And then what if the hiring manager is also looking at developing relationships with other people that are there? Because you never know. They may need to hire more people on for different activities. And this is a fantastic opportunity to really evaluate a person's credentials. They could have you as like the top pick and then think, well, I know that these three other people we're a good fit for these other things. And then they can make a referral for some of the individuals in their network to say, hey, this person made our certification list. 
I know you're looking to hire for this type of a thing. Here's their resume. I had a chance to interview them. They're fantastic. I, I would recommend that you have a chance to speak with them. Now, in government, one of the great things that you can do is hire people off of a shared certification list. This is a great thing that happens in different agencies. Uh, a lot of organizations are empowered to do this. So if that person is qualified, they are on the certification list already, another hiring manager can select them. And that's, that's wonderful. So when you're thinking, is this manager really interested in me? Who knows what they're thinking? They've got all these other stuff going on have some empathy and thinking through where they are. And then also really just be proud of who you are and where you are in that moment. You prepared as best as you could. You answered the questions as well as you could. Uh, you were trying to connect with the hiring managers in a way that was meaningful. And it's not just about, are they liking you? But also ask yourself, do you like them? Is this an organization that you feel comfortable working in? Uh, is this a type of manager or supervisor that you can picture yourself working with for years? I mean, there's the potential in government to work for decades in some positions or in some agencies. I mean, it's really there. Or perhaps you're working there and there's a lot of things going on. And so people are working you know, more than the 40 hours a week. And you can ask yourself, can I picture myself working with this person? or seeing them more than my own family? These are deeper questions to ask rather than, does this manager like me? Okay, hopefully all of that was helpful. Question number two, um, how do I do long distance networking? This has been a fantastic question, especially during our time uh, in the pandemic. Uh, we are looking at any number of different positions, not only across the street, across the state, across the country, and oftentimes even across the world. Um, this is becoming more and more a global company of individuals, uh, a, a company of compassionate uh, workers that care about their subject areas. So the more you can network with these people, the better off you can be. Um, it, it's, it's a wonderful thing. So say, for instance, you have a really strong interest in etymology, for instance, like where words come from. And you may not have a lot of people in your zip code that share the same concerns, issues, passions, but they may be in other areas. Well, we have a number of resources available to us now. Look at different social media sites and connect with them. Certainly LinkedIn is fantastic. You can find people that are doing that as part of their jobs. You can find Facebook groups. You can find other uh, communities, internet hubs, all of that, and just have sincere connections with them. Uh, I personally, I love I, I love Mini Coopers. <laughs> I'll just go out and throw that out there. And I am on a Facebook group with other Mini Cooper lovers, and they're all over the world. I mean, we're like texting and sending messages and images about different modifications, additions to the cars questions and answers about things. And all of that is just solid networking because you are connecting about a common compassionate issue. Um, think about those things for your career when you are networking as well. Where are your career passions? What do you care about? What are the things that really drive you? What's the concept that you think about it and you're like, yeah, I'm totally psyched up about this. I want to learn more. Well, there are communities where you can find people online. 
And that is how you're able to connect with them, even across great distances, because it's a, a more meaningful relationship that you have with them. That's not to say that you can't develop a fantastic partnership with the person that lives right next door to you. Obviously, you can. But when it comes to long distance networking, yeah, gosh, the, the sky's the limit. Uh, so have some good uh, etiquette or netiquette with working with people on the Internet. And also look at the lessons that we had in today's session. I mean, have thoughtful communications, build relationships, um, provide things that are of value for others. Those are all strong tools for networking. The more you use all of them, the better off that you're going to be. Well, I really appreciate you all spending the time with us. Uh, again, this has been GovGeeks Assemble. Level up your nine to five on 95. Karen usually has a moment where she brings everything in. This is, a, again, a wonderful introverted skill that she has. She connects the dots in her mind. Me, my, my gums are just flapping. So let me try the best that I can to connect in a way that is, is helpful for everyone. Connect the information like, like the way Karen does. Uh, and I would say that the final message is just really to have compassion for others. Think about their concerns, have some empathy, and think about how you have the opportunity to control your reaction, your response, what you decide to provide for others. Uh, you can't control what's going on outside, but you can certainly control what's going on inside and how you work well with others. Thank you so much. Thank you for your service. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Take care.